0: Hi, and you're very welcome to the show. Now, normally I'd be opening with a welcome to Leitrim Daily, but today it's a little bit different. It's the Leitrim GAA podcast. And over the last few months, I've been working very closely here in Leitrim Daily with the good people from Leitrim GAA to bring you as close to the action as we can in the current circumstances. Joining me now is to talk about, I suppose, where we've been for the last six months and what we're hoping for for the next six to eight months on the playing pitches up and down the county, and the country is chairman of the county board enda stenson and you're very very welcome to the program
1: uh, thank you so much brephany and it's a an honor and a privilege for me to join you on this and first of all may i wish you and, and and everybody that takes part on your weekly podcast the very best of luck because last year it was hugely successful and everywhere you went you heard people talking about the daily podcast i have no doubt that this will be every bit as good and people will look forward to your podcast because you, you do an excellent job and it's something that we in the GA are very happy to be partnership with you on this.
0: Yeah well as you said there's been a lot of talk about where we were last summer and what we can do this summer. We don't really know what's in store. Covid is going to play a huge role in terms of when will we get to start training, when will we get to start playing games, when will we get to start going to games from the people listening to this podcast's point of view? That's all still a little bit up in the air. Is that fair to say?
1: Absolutely. But uh, positivity abounds at this stage, Brittany. I, I, I must say that, like, you know that our county teams, our senior teams, hurlers and footballers, are back training the last two weeks. And uh, the first matches for the hurlers are this weekend coming and the footballers the weekend afterwards. So movement has taken place everybody is in a good place uh club players will be allowed to start training soon and we can have club games even if it's secondary competitions while county games are going on we can have them starting from the for- first weekend in june so that in itself is good we have our young players which is most important our underage players have been back in a couple of weeks and i think of all that was needed it was essential that our youngsters Got out to play in groups because nobody misses it more than our young players and, and 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 I would hate to have lost a generation of players because of the COVID but I think it has been rescued at this stage and we're looking forward to what will be a good and a bright summer in all aspects of life but in particular football I think we can look forward with a positive approach.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a very exciting couple of months ahead for everybody at all levels from underage right up to the senior championship, which, of course, will be hopefully kicking off in maybe, if we put a ballpark on it, are we talking maybe August sometime? Best guesstimate at the moment?
1: Uh, Best guess, I would imagine that our club championship will take part about the second weekend of August uh, because we will have a chance to run off some of our DMs. games uh, in parallel with, with with county games and with county training, but we will our club championships will uh, mid August, which would leave probably a county final the first weekend of October or whatever something like normal. So we would be looking along those lines from an underage point of view. We have been given no guidance yet. I think there was to be something some of those days, the under twenty and the minor age group at county level. But I know that. Uh, in particular the minor was never finished last year and, and it's that semi all Ireland semi final stage. And I know that it was common are in the Ireland semi final stage. So then we couldn't have a Connet kind of Minor Championship. So that'll be uh, a few months down the road yet before at least the minors can. Hopefully the under twenties will be up and running before that.
0: Yeah, and of course, take all of those dates with a bit of a pinch of salt as well, because we yes. don't know what is in store with health advice and government advice and GA advice internally, both nationally and locally. And uh, I suppose uh, we have a packed show today. Thank you so much for joining us. We kept it short and sweet. I do have a, to introduce a couple of people, or maybe reintroduce a couple of people from the Legion GA world who are going to be part of this show in a major way over the coming months as we look forward to the National League season, the Intercounty Championships and the Club Championships later in the year. From a Leitrim GA point of view, um, what's the hopes for the year? We're back in Division 4 in the football, Division 3 in the Hurling. Um, we've a full Connacht Championship in, in one and we've got the Maher in the other. What's the hope in terms of, I suppose, where Leitrim might finish up on the field of play this year?
1: Well, I, I do hope... That we are in a, a better position than we were last year. Last year we were in the middle of COVID. We had a pullout of, say, games in the national league, things such as that. Then we went into the one game with Mio on the championship. I think we're in a better position this year, and going forward, I have no doubt but that we will be in a brighter place. Uh, it was hugely disappointing to get relegated last year, and. In the place. Tipperary, there's uh, relegators here in Park Parkshaw, and anybody who was there that day would have seen that there was very
2: little
1: remember the champions that day, so I just hope, and I know that Terry and, and, and the players are, are uh, leaving no stone unturned at this stage, and I know Thanks. that Alton Conway and the hurlers are at the very same, so I have no doubt that there is bright days ahead for Leiter, we don't know what, people will not get to attend our, our uh, uh national league games but i would hope that there is a pilot scheme set in place that people will get the games from i think july onwards a certain amount of people you will not have the huge numbers but you will have a certain number of people that will be able to attend games from july on and that will be something to look forward to particularly from a supporter's point of view because there's nothing nothing to be being there and being at the games
0: before I let you go, uh, one thing that's caught my interest over the last few months—not that I'll let, be in any need of it anytime soon—but you're giving away a wedding. You're going to look after somebody's wedding. Tell us a bit about that before we finish up with you. Know.
1: Well, I think Leighton was, and we must pay huge credit to Lochrin for coming on board with us, Lochrin Hotel. It was, it was a huge incentive for us to to, to come with them, and, and we were so lucky that they have come because. It, you're reaching out to a totally different audience. You're not. You're not uh, garnering funds from the people who who normally say you're 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 looking to sell the tickets to that. This is reaching right out across the country, right out across the world. And 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 I think it's it's already it's it's a success. You no, know, and 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 we had a, a draw there, the Maybach holiday The weekend draw, you might have seen it last night. We had one earlier in the year. We will have another one later on. It's just. It's, it's new, it's inventive, and it's a wonderful prize. And anybody who is lucky enough to win, like, it's some prize 150 people in Lock Wain House and Gardens for, 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 for their wedding, all paid for it's just something else. And I know that any young couple would be so, so, so happy and lucky to get it. And yeah. I have to say that we had another great fundraiser. Earlier in the year, our 50 Mile Challenge back in January. And I want to pay huge tribute to everybody who contributed, took part, and helped us out in that. We raised over 100,000 in the month of January, just getting out to walk. It, it, it brought the county and every club together. And I think it was just, it was so uplifting that time of the year when we were at a low ebb. So the GAA does this bit to bring people together and, and, and keep the momentum going
0: absolutely i suppose just to finish off the the winner wedding bit um 25 euro for a ticket the prize as you mentioned yeah. all expenses paid um wedding up to 150 guests value roughly about twenty five thousand euros well worth sticking your name in the hat and you've got five years to find someone to walk you down the aisle as well. So there's hope for me yet. And, Enda. <laughs> Enda, listen, I'm going to let you go. Uh, Win is where you can find out all that information. But anywhere on Leitrim GA, you'll find it on all their social media as well. We'll stick it yes. in the description of the of the show. and thanks very much for your good wishes. I'm sure we'll be chatting to you uh, as the weeks and months progress through the year. And thanks for your support of everything we're doing here. I'm really looking forward to this new partnership. For as I year. said,
1: it's it's my pleasure. Yeah, as I said, it's my pleasure to have been here on your first show. And I wish you every success going forward. And thank you so much.
0: End sense Stenson there, of course, chairman of Leitrim GAA. But as he, we spoke about, this is a little bit different. Of course, it's all video now this year. We're going to have a full one-hour-long show there and thereabouts every week, covering everything to do with the game here in the county, both hurling football, ladies football. Everything's going to get a mention over the next Eight months or so between now and the end of the club scene. But I did mention we—it's not just me this year. I have recruited a few quite familiar faces from around the county and from various GA roles around the county. But the interesting thing is, all five of these players played in a county final for Leitrim. So that immediately narrows it down as to who's going to be with us. We're going to have one co-host every week from a panel, and we're going to introduce you to that panel now. We're going to start off with today's co-host from Gortletra. Uh, played for Leitrim for many, many years, and he joins us now. Uh, he needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyway. It's Derek Kelleher. Derek, you're very, very welcome to the the show and the panel for the season.
3: Thanks very much, Brett. uh, look at looking forward to uh the season of GA, um, all, all ends of it in, in Leitrim. I suppose we're doing a bit of slagging uh earlier about the different array. I suppose Leitrim is such a long county, and we have uh from north to south. I'll be kind of carrying the can a little bit the best I can for the south Leitrim aspect of it as people will see further down the show.
0: See, now you're giving away more clues as to who's coming after you. Um, does anyone uh, let's Let me guess a little bit. Does anyone compete with that moustache though? That's the real question.
3: That's just, do you know what? The good thing about it is, and people, I think to take advantage of it, everywhere we go outside of our own tight circle, we wear a face mask. So you can do whatever you want underneath that face mask, if you want. And people recognize you when you take it off. It's actually when the fright factor comes in, you know? Okay.
0: Well, listen, let's maybe jump on to the second member of our panel. Who's going to be with us today for a little bit of a preview of the, the national league and championship season coming up but maybe a little touch of the club scene as well and that is someone who needs no introduction and uh, probably scored one of the most vital points in Leitrim history uh, sealing that winning point in the 1994 Connacht final ch- against Mayo, uh, Aiden Rooney. Aidan you're very welcome to the show.
4: Thanks Breffney, thank you great to, great to be here looking forward to it in no the morning Derek looking forward yeah. to the, um, the, the, the long season ahead. Well, I figured that Derek doesn't talk enough,
0: that I needed someone who talked more than Derek, so there's only (laughs) one man available for that position, and that, of course, was was yourself. Aidan, you're, of course, still involved in the GAA, very, very intently, club manager in Sligo, where you're living, and uh, you're delighted, always proud of your Leitrim roots, and, of course, hugely, hugely involved in that great fundraiser back in January that Enda alluded to in our conversation. Um, How's life been
4: for you for the last couple of months? Oh, it's been great. I suppose the news the last week has been fantastic. You know, you have a lot, of, a lot of footballers now looking to get back on the pitch next Monday and get into competitive training action and, and football a month away. But yeah, the last months have been fine, roughly. Like we've all had our time to, I suppose, recollect and, you know, and stand back from things. And maybe, I suppose, in our time of playing football, we'd have been going out training hard in January and bursting our burst guts in the wet and the cold. And that seems to be a thing in the past now for footballers, which is probably. You know, a more attractive thing for footballers going forward. You know, they'd be quite happy now to get involved and look after themselves for a couple of months and then come back and maybe March and April and get involved in the football side of it from then on. So yeah, look, it's been it okay, okay from the point of view as regards the walk. Yeah, the walk was something to get us out of the house in January. It was great. It was innovative. Um, from my own point of view, I had a great time down here in Sligo, walking with all kinds of people from all walks of life, from soccer, from rugby, from golf, from all over the place. And I tell you what, it did for breath for us. It showed um. The amount of goodwill out there towards Leitrim—that's the bottom line. A massive amount of goodwill out there, as I said. To um, we had a meeting afterwards to conclude it, and I, I think I might have been under, understating it. I think maybe 70% of people that supported me in that fundraiser weren't Leitrim people at all, which is, you know, just shows how we're seen outside the county. Sometimes we might wonder how we're perceived, but um, that was my my findings from that walk. It was just um, the, the goodwill is fantastic. Yeah, now I suppose we'll jump to the third person before we kick off uh, the real preview
0: of the season. And I might own an apology already because I did say, Derek mentioned that he was probably from the north of the county. So that whittled it, whittled it down a little bit. I think I said in the introduction that you've all played in Connacht Finals. I actually don't know if this particular person did. I think he might have been a bit of a bold boy. Uh, sorry about mentioning this, but it is Colin Regan. Colin, you might be able to uh, throw a bit of light onto that situation. <laughs> did you miss that Connacht final in 2000?
2: In true South Leeton fashion, no comment.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was only, it was only when I introduced Derek, I thought, "Hang on, I
0: think Colin might have missed that game." Um, <laughs> you played in the semi-final. We all remember the semi-final. Uh, in terms of, uh, I, I have
2: a bird's eye view of the final. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in terms of, I suppose what you've been up to over the last probably let's let's say twenty years since that game, or twenty-one years since that game. You've gone on to forge a career for yourself, um, first in journalism, but then you've kind of, while well, you've dabbled in that still, uh, you've really made a name for yourself in Crow Park and in a fairly unique position. Do you want to tell us a little bit about maybe the role you have within the GA at national level at the moment?
2: Yeah, thanks, Murphy. Um, uh, the role of community and health manager with Crow Park um, and the GA based in Crow Park. So it is um, quite, yeah, quite a new unique. A a unique position in Irish sporting terms. So it's kind of really about maximizing the GA's impact as from a community side. Um, uh, probably our flagship project would be the Healthy Club project. Um, and I suppose the community that the the club serves gets to benefit from various health and wellbeing activities, walking initiatives, um, healthy eating. Um, and especially over the last 12 months, I suppose it really came to the fore when during lockdown and the likes when we saw how how our clubs right across the, the thirty two counties responded back in in um, March April and May um, we we would have had the GA at that at the height of the first lockdown had twenty thousand volunteers delivering um essential goods to about thirty five thousand people across the island so you know it, it can become a bit of a cliche to say the association is um, a, a community association as much as a sporting organisation but. When Our games stopped. Um, I think our, our volunteers really stepped up to the plate and, and hammered that home.
0: Absolutely, I suppose. In moving on from that, we've all kind of got sick nearly of, of talking about COVID and coronavirus and pandemic, but thankfully, uh, it looks like there's a bit of brightness on the that front too. In terms of us getting back to games, um, obviously, we're recording this a couple of days before it airs, and we we will have returned, that Monday will have happened between the recording and, and the, going out on, on the Tuesday. Um, how good is it for everybody, I suppose? Uh, Colin, your day job in working with clubs, then being back active, Aiden you've actually back actively involved with a club. Derek, we might start with you. Are you involved with a club this year? What's your own role, just a supporter, a fanatic committee member?
3: Well, now that you mention fanatic, now that's the kind of, a, that's one that will stick with me uh, until, until the day I pass on. But um, the, I'm out and the one thing, the most nervous part of my career to date, I have the four and five-year-olds in Gartletra. <laughs> so you go over and you think it'll last uh, the training session you've done out for, you've done a two-hour training session that within five minutes, the whole lot of it is blown out of the water. You know, so it's really it's really it's learning for me um, for to see parents. We had our first uh, Wednesday gone by. Uh, we got 18, four and five year olds out. I have a boot full of footballs that Garletra GA have uh, bought for with 70 footballs that we're just going to give to kids that are in national school in uh, the pre the pre the preschool crash anybody that uh, that's it from the parish from 13 years of age will get it down just to get out with your parents kick ball, get out with your grannie's grandas because uh, like I've seen it I'm I'm at home working from home since last March um very 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 great at the start very interesting um I suppose since Christmas it's been a little bit trying because the hope your your the hope is dwindling a little bit the vaccination end of it comes back in and then just to see my own little fellow Ruben at four years of age uh you want to get him out with with people like we're we're corrupted as we are we're in our forties and maybe a few a little bit a <laughs> little bit moving on further maybe you never know but Thanks, uh, yeah just, I, I wouldn't like <laughs> to leave you out there reading. But um, look, for, for the younger crew, we we need to get back. And as much as like Colin has said it there, and I know he works with the GAA, and it's a fantastic organisation to see in the park uh, the parents out. Um, and do you know what? Every one of them keeping their social distance, and The kids out, and it doesn't make any difference. They're out in sunshine or rain, and they're kids again, because kids haven't been kids for the last 14, 15 months. And hopefully now we'll win the Under 4 Championship.
2: Probably <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bit to go before we have an under four the
1: county. Yeah. chat with, the, with
0: some of the county board officials about it later yeah. on. Uh, Aidan, you're obviously back with the with the club. Do you have any indication as to yet from Sligo as to whether um, Saint Mary's will be back out this
4: week, next week, or, or a couple of weeks down the line? Well, we're back out on um, on Monday, and um, sure, we're back to full contact training now on Monday, which is great. Uh, there was a bit of a grey area there where you were looking at training senior footballers um, in non-contact environment for, for four weeks. <laughs> and uh, the best of us couldn't figure out how that was going to happen. So this kind of announcement from the GAA, I think it was kind of, it, it had to come because there was no way you could keep senior footballers engaged doing drills for a period of time. But the GA have, have, have come out uh, today and have said that basically we're back to full contact next week, which is great. Uh, we have a lot of lads, I suppose, down here at the minutes St Mary's. We have over 60 guys training for three teams, which is great, you know. So the... There's A massive enthusiasm, but this is done, I suppose, really. Um, you know, lads, there's lads back playing now, I suppose, and look at the play that maybe weren't involved for the last several years, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of focused people, I suppose, and you know, the value again, as Colin said earlier on, the value of the GA and you know, even the community based, but but the actual playing of it. Um, Mm. we we have big numbers, I suppose, we're a town club, we should have big numbers, but you know, they're back out again, which is a great enthusiasm on the place. Now, lads have behaved very well. Um, you know even Darryl's there but people you know, they actually behave very well over the lockdown they've got all about their business they've trained away on their own you know um, and as I said, it's a new it's a new venture for the GA even with the seasons been split now which I think is fantastic you know from my own point of view as see now we are county players in St Mary's and there's no pressure on them they go and play with their county for their six months or whatever it is and they play away there's no I'm not worried about them they're getting good best to coach in a county level they're able to play their county games without having to worry about their club games and I think it's just a brilliant innovation I think maybe in our time lads you know things improve all the time I suppose with you know, trial and error and whatever else lots of things were tried we were playing but this is fantastic I think it gives you know shortens club seasons as well you know even from the point of view of you know putting the time and effort that it takes to run teams it probably shortens that a little bit shortens the county season by a considerable amount of time, you know, for the county team as well as suppose the costs that come in there. So there's lots of benefits to what's going on at the moment. So and um, my point of view, yeah, looking after the senior team this year in St. Mary's and you know, we had a very close run last year and look at they're mad keen to get playing and um I just I just can't we can't wait for Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, I suppose one of the things when we look forward now over the next couple of weeks is that the games are going to come thick and fast. It's been I suppose very few little very little football played in the last year. Bit, maybe the championship kicked in last year for a short period. Uh, but after all the, the time we've had, with two National League teams out in terms of the, the men's hurlers and, and the and the footballers, and they're both almost at the same time. So you can't get to both even if you wanted to. That's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? Maybe well, it's had it. an
4: impact here in Sligo. Sorry, Brett, I you've got a question, we have players here who have had to make a decision mm-hmm. as to which game they'll play at inter county level which is a difficult decision for lads to make who have played um, club uh, f- you know, football and hurling before in the past. So it's having an impact directly um, already and you're right about the crossover. So maybe that's probably going to be there from now on. anyways. he I'd imagine, you know.
0: Yeah, I suppose we, we, the four of us, as I look around the room, I suppose, we grow, grew up bordering different counties. Aidan, you would have been very drawn to Sligo. Colin, probably drawn to Donegal. Maybe a touch of Sligo in there as well, based in Killah, Derek... Cavan or Longford, you would have been more or less on the border there, and I'd be close to Roscommon. When I moved into our house, our next door neighbours were in Roscommon. So we've all had those kind of draws. Coming in on, on Sunday, um, Colin, I suppose, I might go to you. You you grew up on the Sligo border as well. What's it like facing Sligo in a, in a league game like that? How much of it matters, or is it really kind of an eyeing up for the championship in a couple of weeks where well, we could meet them again if they pull off a shock against Mayo?
2: Uh, th- there's always a, a little added uh, a element brought by f- uh, closeness and familiarity. Like uh, even when myself and Aiden were playing, we were both. Uh, I was playing a bit of soccer with Clifdeny Celtic, and I used to come across a few of the Sligo boys playing with Yates United or Calgary or you know different. So it was it was always um, you, you always were sure to be what to come on out on top on that battle, even in a different code. So um, I think the I think it'll be very much a, a case of suck it and see a little bit um the, the, for the first outing this year um i think a lot of people will be conscious around being getting lads uh pitch fit rather rather than gym fit you know because it, it is a relatively short turnaround to get uh up, up the speed but i think that uh, the fact that uh, uh everybody was in the same boat should level the playing field and if, if you know if we if we learned anything last year it's about the uh, and even look at different codes again uh, around the world. There has been a, a leveling of the playing field to some degree in sports by the removal of of, of crowds and just the, the the I suppose the unique dynamics that this here whole experience has brought to the to the sporting world. So. um I think we 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 all can't wait till there's a few people. we never thought we'd say this loud but people roaring at us from the sideline to to kick the bloody thing <laughs> but, but i i I know that, that it is it's a huge element of sport you know so i I think just that it, it, the the energy that it brings to even the most mild mannered people that you meet on a Sunday at a church or, or 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 in the shop what it does to them on a on the sideline and the energy that that there feeds then back into the players, I think we we all can't wait to get that back. But in the meantime, the lads are going to really be focusing on just trying to translate the 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 training, the the, the match preparation that they've been working on over the last while, which will be as game based as you can possibly do within a panel, and translate that there back out onto a playing experience as seamlessly as possible. It's going to take a few games to get it on the. Uh, uh, I think to get them up to speed.
0: I suppose in terms of uh, Sunday's game in the National League, uh, Sligo the opposition, mark the park, it's about as close as we can get to a home game. Uh, but for some people, even within the four of us, it might be a bit more of a home game than others. I know you live in, in Sligo, Aidan, but your sons on the Sligo panel could even feature in the game on Sunday. Uh, split loyalties or still the green and blood coming
4: out of the veins? Uh, you can't cure that, I'm afraid. <laughs> we have uh, something that's inbred in, in, in into us as regards the green blood. But look at at the end of the day, um, you know, this game, I think, for both counties, and they can play it down however they want, but for both counties, uh, both arguably facing my own, the championship, um, without being derogatory towards Sligo, um, this is the season maker for them, and it's the first game of the season. It's a huge game. You know, for Terry or for Tony McEntee, promotion is obviously their goal. That's their key target. Um, Leicester made a very good performance against me own the championship last year and came up whatever several points short and that's probably where where the dynamic is especially playing um summer football now the game is at a level where you know it's going to be played at, at summer level that was winter football last year but look from the point of view of the season i would say um and i'll be at the game from the point of view of, of the commentary side of it but i think this game is, is make or break for both counties to be honest and i think it's as colin said it's right up in the air because no team has any preparation done. They're trying to rush in challenge games at the moment and get a bit of structure around their teams. And I suppose Leitrim are ahead, and that counts because they have the experience of the last couple of seasons behind them. Um, very good experience. They've done very well. So I suppose without a loyalty hat on, I think you know Leitrim certainly have to be, you know the the the, the slight favourites in this that they have the experience behind them. Obviously, Ryan O'Rourke these kind of players are big losses that they're not playing but I would say it's it's it's, it's a winner-take-all game like if you win that game then I know Sligo are travelling for the next two games on the road to Antrim and to Loud which is two horrible journeys to have to make <laughs> never mind the distance but the, the quality of is going to be very strong so I think yeah 16th is a big game I think whoever wins that game um, will have a chance of a decent season the team who loses that game might have a very very tough season ahead of them as regards it might be short but they mightn't get much out of it well, let's go.
0: We're running out of time here. We've still to talk to Terry and to Ulcan, and uh, also maybe have a little chat with Tommy Moore about uh, the passing of Packy McCarthy, which of course is a is a huge issue. I, I'm, I'm, it was a huge story in the last couple of weeks, and I'm very very sad to, to lose such a, an icon in the game here in, in the county. I suppose some of you might not be old enough to remember Packy, but um, most of you I'd say Aiden mightn't even have stretched that far back. Or do you? No, I am
4: not Thanks very much, <laughs>
0: Stephanie. <Preston>, I am not <don't. laughs> We'll, we'll talk about that very shortly but just in case um, let's have a quick count because I know Colin and Aidan you're going to be leaving us now, we will be catching up more with you in the coming weeks as we go through the season, uh, what neck on the block Leitrim versus Sligo or Sligo versus Leitrim, whatever you want to put it in Merkwitz Park at the weekend um, any predictions on that?
2: Uh, I'll jump. I, I I'm gonna go look. I I saw Aidan's young fellow many times playing with the Sligo Miners. He he was a he was a teammate of my own nephew, and 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 uh, he's an absolutely lovely footballer. I think Aidan's probably spot on. I'm hoping he's spot on in terms of the, the, the playing at Division Three for for um for Leach and The experience that that would have garnered for them uh, playing against that slightly better opposition over the last while. Uh, I think even with um, Sligo having home advantage, I think we we can just pip this one. Ayden agree or disagree? Yeah, I kind of
4: agree. I, I I I know I said it I was postbo, the only thing that they have for them at is the rejuvenation. Um, you know, they're a very young squad, rejuvenation. So I don't think playing at home in the marfers Park makes an awful lot of difference. Leitrim have gone there very successfully in the past several visits and won. they've won FBD leagues there and they've won the championship game the last time they met there. So history in the Marfurs Park means nothing from the point of view of the game. I, I tend to think Leitrim on their experience should win the game.
0: Okay, Derek, I know you're staying with
3: us for the hour, but your thoughts echo the two boys or maybe yeah, ups- Absolutely. Look at it. I think it, when it comes down to the experience in Division Three and um some good performances, and then I, I suppose look at it, when it comes down to it, it's going to be how focused mentally wise all the players are from both teams. And if you get if if Terry can get all the lads focus enough for the hour and not get overly excited that we're back playing football to the point of mistakes and follow the game plan that's there I think Leitrim will come out of it but yet again we might we might see a rejuvenated Sligo and Aidan mightn't be telling us the full story he might have the inside line you know
0: <laughs> well he's to be with us next week to do a post-mortem on the game but where he's consoling the Leitrim supporters. Are having to do a bit of work at home to console Nathan uh, is another thing to, to talk about. Uh, Colin, Nathan, thanks very much for dropping in. Uh, we'll be chatting to you over the coming weeks and months as the season progresses. Talk to you very nice. nice, much. Nice thanks, good, well. good luck, Derek. Good luck, Derek. Now, one of the new stories from the last month or so that caught everybody a little bit by shock, was the passing of Paddy McGarty, one of Leitrim's greatest ever footballers. In fact, probably the greatest footballer never to win an All-Ireland, according to many, in terms of the plaudits he received in the last few weeks since his passing. Uh, one person who had the pleasure of watching him intently over the years uh, was former County Board Secretary and former inter-county referee, Tommy Morne. And he joins himself and Derek now to have a little bit of a chat about Paddy McGarty, and what he meant to Leitrim football. Tommy, you're very welcome to the programme.
5: Thank you very much, Presley and Derek. Welcome, Tommy. Good to yeah, be joining Tommy, you.
0: Well, it's very great. It's great to have you, Tommy. And I suppose, really, uh, we've all been touched. I suppose, with the stories of, of Packy's exploits through the 1950s, when Leitrim were competing in kind of finals, four in a row, lost to Galway. Um, I think nowadays, we maybe don't realise how good that Leitrim team was, and in particular... exploits of haki and what are your memories of him in a Leitrim jersey
5: well i remember him very very well and you know when you think of it the you know a lot of people say his best game ever for Leitrim was the 1958 final against galway and that's all of 62 years ago so you know the fact that people can remember a display that far back and then of course he started playing in 1949 when he was only 16. And the first game at Leithrim, as a 16 year old, he scored a goal and a point in a National League game. But he really became famous, I think, through the Railway Cup. Now, you guys are too young to remember that, although there was, you know, the interprovincial did drag on for a while until recently. But the Railway Cup back in the 50s was, it was you could say all the All Stars or the All Star nominees would have been playing at the various provinces. And Packy was an automatic choice for Connacht for a number of years. And it was very fitting that he was selected on the the Connacht team of Millennium. So people didn't have television or didn't have live streaming of games, you know, and not everybody had a radio. But it's amazing the effect that he had on people all throughout the country. Former players who played against him, or the players who played with him, of course, and the officials who would have been working with him Uh, you know, would all acknowledge that he was a marvelous player. And, you know, he's been a lot of people have been asked to describe what were his best points as a footballer. And, you know, didn't mention his speed, the fact that he could catch the ball very high in the air. You know, he went straight for the goals. The only way to stop him really was to foul him, as Jack Mahan emphasized several times. And uh he could lift the team, something like, you know, years later, Mickey Martin did the same with Leithram and Frank Holen and Ben Ren, you know, and then later on, Mickey Quinn and uh, Derek and, and um, his brother uh, were playing. And, you know, there were all of some players, but Packy was unusual in that he was consistently good and he was never dropped. Uh, sorry, Frank Stockwell and Sean Parsell and uh, Tom Dillon, you know, and Jerry O'Malley of Roscommon and Aidan Brady of Roscommon and Nessa Dowd of Sligo. And Packy to Leedsham, I suppose, would have been a bit like Mickey Cairns to Sligo. You know, Mickey could score 11 or 12 points in a game and Packy was the same. And, uh, you know, he, he hadn't it easy because he was working in England for quite a time. And I remember him telling me that he often worked on half a day on a Saturday he come down off a ladder and just get the heat through in time for a flight and get over on Saturday evening. Sometimes he wouldn't even come till Sunday morning. There'd be somebody waiting at the airport for him. Then he'd go play the game, National League games now, you know, and drop him back at the airport and he'd be back at work on Monday morning. So he was naturally strong. And then later on, he worked with the ESB. He would have been dragging poles and putting up poles around the place. So he didn't need to go to the gym. He was physically fit always. And uh, I know there's a lot of gym work now and strength and condition and that. But I think that's because the players, most of the players now are in better jobs. You know, they're working in offices and so on. And I remember back in 94, uh, when Nathan Rooney would remember as well, and John Mahoney was, you know, using the gym with the players, you know, and some of them would be getting it difficult. Uh, fellas like Kieran Mahon and Liam Conlon, and, you know, people who didn't work manually. Then Jerry Flanagan and Mickey Quinn were go to be lifting the weight up above their head. And, you know, they were naturally strong. And Jerry was surely naturally strong, as many a forward found out uh, over the years. Uh, but Packie, to come back to Packy, he was extremely modest. Um, you know, if it said to him, or, you know, as he said to me several times, that you know, he says, I got far more awards since I retired than when I was playing. Because actually the only medal he won with Leitrim was in, uh, 1952. Leitham played Tipperary here in Ballynabore in the park. And the park had just opened earlier that year and they won the Connor final. And then they went, uh, sorry, they played Tipperary in the, in the semi final, but they had won the Connor final. And that's the only medal that Paki won actually won with Leitham now. So they didn't win a medal. Sorry? Was that a junior competition? That was the junior. Leitham had gone junior the, the year before. And then a number of that team, you know, with Carl Flynn and Brian Sweeney you know, Columba crying and so on. A lot of them, Leo McInden, went on to be superstars with Leeds. But, see, what people often forget is in the 50s, the county lost great footballers, especially to the United States. Aloysius Blessing had been on that team and he went over to Connecticut. To, um, Mike Dillon went, uh, Joe Bohan, uh, Mel Cox, uh, there was a number of players had done, uh, Paddy McTague from up in the Shieland. you know, there was five or six or seven and uh, players, and Eddie Rowley, of course, from Auckland, and those fellas would have been, you know, automatic choices on, on the county team, I'd say. Who would be dropped in front to cater for them? I don't know. But it was a pity that at that time, when there was a great crop of players, something like 1994, when there was a good crop of players, that so many of them had to go away at the same time. And that was emigration at the time. It was nothing to do about it. But had all those players been available to Leitham, I'm sure Leitham would have been winning a few county final finals at the time,
0: yeah, it's and, um, doesn't,
5: doesn't it? Tommy, your memory is
0: is remarkably sharp for someone of your years. Um, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I remember I still remember what I had for lunch, so I'm impressed. I, 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 I um, kept, kept a scrapbook on the from team back in the 50s, and you know, Packy McGarty was Sports Star of the Week on a number of occasions, which was very difficult to do, you know, with all the top players around the country with the National League. and least were competing at a very high level, and they got to the National League semi final in 1959, and uh, you know. It, it, they were able to play mead and loud and you know all the Mayo and Calf and all the, the teams that would have been regarded you know as top teams at the time and um, you know it, it was a pity just that we didn't have more players you know you know, available to the county um, but not taken away from the players who were there because they played their hearts out and they were all good every single one of them deserved to be on the team you know and uh, Packies, it's amazing the effect he had not only in Leitham, but, you know, in other counties, even up to the present, you know, people, if you, you, know, if you were at a GAA function and somebody said, where are you from? I'm from Leitham. Oh, it's Jesus McGarrity country. I remember him well. He was a great player Cup player, so I'm playing with Connacht against Leinster and so on. You know, and he did you know, he, he was a mark man when he was playing with the Railway Cup as well. And he would, would be the best back on, on the other side that would be put to Mark Packy. And linked in with him was Cahill Flynn. He played in a lot of those games as well. As did Columbia Crayon. And, you know, there was a number of other fellows picked as well. Noah Bresson from Aha Pass. He won a, a Railway Cup medal as well. But the Railway Cup at the time was, it was, you know, it was the, the selection of the best footballers in the country. Nowadays, if you wanted to pick a kind of team, you'd probably have to force fellows to play. They really wouldn't be interested in it. And the crowds wouldn't be out because they see Mayo and Galway and Roscommon and so on on television so often that they're well acquainted with the players. And then Packy, I suppose he was a symbol of, you know, a fellow from a small club. Uh, He won a couple of juvenile medals with Fina and with uh, and or sorry, minor medals with them. And... You know, he played with Tarras in London and never won the London Championship. He played with uh, Sean McDermott in Dublin and they got to a Dublin final, but they didn't win that either. And, you know, that was a kind of a Leithram-based team, you know, and obviously. And then he played with Sandalkin and uh, he played with Malkin. So he, he played with a lot of teams and he would have been offered jobs in various various counties, you know, if he go and play with them. But he always said, I'd rather win nothing with Leithram than win something with another county. He would never even dream of transferring to a club in another county so that he could play with that county. He he was very loyal to Leithram, and he never lost it. And he would always come back. He loved to see the players doing well. And as Derek would know, he would be watching Derek and he'd be watching Aidan Rooney. And the modern players like Ryan O'Rourke, you know, and, he, and Emlyn Mulligan, he would have been watching them for years. And he'd say, Jesus, is a great young lad down there in Manor Hamilton. I'd love to see him on the team. I hope he keeps playing. He, was a, he would have been a great selector, uh, if you know what I mean. He'd have a, a good eye for the players. And he kept, well, he was unable to go to matches in the latter years. He, always, he loved the streaming of the games last year on the county board. So the county board deserved credit for that. It was a great idea. And he couldn't go to the county final team often playing, but he was there in spirit, and he enjoyed it all. And uh, in all the times I spoke, you know, the people about him, I never heard anybody criticise him or say he was selfish player or anything like that. And uh, if he praised him, he'd say, "Ah, what are you talking about beat for? Well, the other fellows were just as good as I was, and you know, I was only one of a team, and so on." Absolutely. So he, he was a big loss, of course, a big loss to his family, and they will miss him most of all. But it is amazing that from, from a lad that started playing 72 years ago and finished back in the late 70s, you know, he actually played in four decades with Leeds so, you know, just 49, so that was just one year in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and most of the 70s. And uh, it's amazing that people can even remember the name, you know, because... We used to hear about Joe, Johann, and Paddy Prendergast and all. You know the better from the top counties that would have been winning all Ireland's. But Paddy was just as good as any of them. And I'd say if there was a if he was playing now, he would be an automatic all star. He did represent Ireland, of course. But you would, you lads are too young to remember the the Ireland team. They used to pick an Ireland team and then they would pick a team from the universities. They had to be the lads had to be in college to be something like the fellas playing in the Sigerson now and uh, Packy would be picked for the Ireland team every year. Uh, he's a great man, but he's a great loss, and a, a very proud Leeds man and a proud Mughal man, and particularly proud of his family. And it's nice to, to, for you and Derek to honour him, you know, to think of him and be honoured with him, and people say never be forgotten, but as time goes on, you know, people are forgotten, but the name of Packy McGarty was unlike like the last 70 years, he'd certainly not be forgotten for a long, long time
0: absolutely tommy and uh, we've run out of time of 40 tommy thank you so much for coming on and you us. should have stopped me i mean i did try i did try but you know what some things are just too important and thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time and your memories of packing on the playing pitch over for Leitrim over those four decades i just i um, have to
5: finish on this i had a part to play in in 1958 final because Paddy Dolan's cousin, Michael Dolan, he played within goals for Longford afterwards. He was the mascot. And I went to the match with Paddy. There was no team bus at the time. And Michael he picked Michael up and brought him as a mascot. My job during the final final was to mind the mascot. So I could say I had a, I had a leg in the Connacht final in 50 years. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much. And no, I'm much good focus. luck to you. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Now we mentioned earlier in the programme that we're going to be catching up with each of the managers from the Hurling and football sides this year. Uh, a little bit over time with Tommy, but we just couldn't stop him. Ulkin, a little late coming to you in the recording, uh, but how good was that?
6: Oh man, I could have listened to Tommy all night. He's so passionate there. I, I just uh, his class here and a man talking so passionately about his, his friends and teammates and his county that, that you know i could have i could have kept there. because sat there all night breath and listening to them to be honest it was great you know
0: but i suppose we can't really let you sit there talk all night because you're a busy busy man you gave me a really nice uh, when we were setting up this interview you gave me a really nice at uh, first which was i rang you and you answered the phone after a long time and he said i can't talk i'm in the middle of training and to be able to actually interrupt somebody doing anything in the last 12 months and uh, it feels kind of nice so thank you for that. Um, but you are back in training because you're back out in the National League. Uh, this, we're recording it a couple of days ahead of time, but essentially, uh, as people read this or watch this, they're, they're going to be, uh, Sunday is the, the day for you, two o'clock in Park, Sean and, of course, loud, the visitors. Uh, excited to be back on the sideline? Excited to be back then, Herman?
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's Sunday week. We're actually out-bred Sunday week. now. so uh, this Sunday, so it'll be... Uh... It'll be and Park Sean, yeah, and and re, really so happy to be back on the field. First of all, like it's it's um, you know just to sit back and watch the lads swinging a hurl and pucking a slither like at it, at some tonic after the the last few months. At the end of the day, uh, and um, you know really looking forward to the league. Uh, there's, there's there's no point in crying the poor mouth about it. We. We're probably one of the favourites to win the league. Um, they're not going to hide behind it. We we know that. Uh, and uh, Louth are probably there with us as well. We lost the league final last year, so we feel we have a, a point to prove. Uh, and Louth are the current Laurie Maher champions as well. So they'll feel the same. They, they, they're they coming off a great victory at the end of last year and we managed to retain Nicky record status. So uh, it, it's 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 really going to be a good ding-dong. Can't wait to get out and get at it, you know.
3: Alton, can I just ask you a question there? In regards to uh, the, the, all the lads training on their own, had you had you set up through, we'll say, your Zoom meetings? I know that this had gone on with an awful lot of um, clubs around the county, or in, in every county, that you had your Zoom meetings and um, that all the, the information on what to do was given out because I have seen and I've never seen as many fit men and women running the roads in County Leitrim in all my life and it's fantastic to see because we don't, we don't see our, our inter-county ladies, uh, footballers, hurlers. We don't know who they are. Now we're starting to know who they are when we see them out on the roads, wonder who, who they are, and the interest levels are starting to rise. So in what way were, did you get the lads all to start preparing? Because I know it's hard to have a couple of weeks leading into your first important game. Uh, well, look,
6: I suppose we were lucky... Uh... We had the lads, you know, their testing and, and their strength and conditioning programmes and all actually set up before the lockdown came. So we, we were ahead of the ball a little bit. Now lockdown came, there weren't uh, no access to gyms and things like that. But um we were doing, you know, twice a week, uh Tuesdays, Thursdays we were doing full body weight workouts on, on Zoom like and there were you know, there were serious workouts, there were tough workouts and the lads were doing all their sprints and running on their own and Of course, like you said it there, the clubs were bombarding them with stuff as well as us, you know. So they were getting absolutely littered with with uh, stuff to do. And I have to say, uh, I've never seen thirty two lads come back in better shape in my entire life. Uh, We warned them, you know. It was quite obvious when you know the end of January come along, start of February come along, you could the writing was on the wall. It was going to be a short county season, one way or the other. It was going to be. You know, We didn't know if it was going to be county or club first, but we had to prepare that it was going to be county first on our behalf. And we knew that we kept telling them, if you don't prepare properly, you're going to get found out in the first week or two back of training. And and, and thank goodness every one of them has come back and serious shape now, in fairness. I've never seen uh, the, the, the lads that have come back are in fabulous neck fitness ways. So I'd actually left her a couple of weeks easy. We were just doing stick work and ball work. And keeping the fitness going, uh, uh, so that will hopefully bode well for us, but as you know yourself, you can train as much as you want, but until you get on the field, you don't actually uh, play a match, you never really know where you're at, and that's where the, the lack of challenge matches the last, I suppose, week or two has been, uh, <clears throat> sorry, has been a problem, but that changed um, yesterday, so we're hoping to get a challenge match on this weekend, now, and then we'll really tell where we're at, you know.
3: Yeah. And there, in, in regards to, I know, the challenge games, like, and it was mentioned earlier on the programme, um, that more level playing field uh, for across all counties. Now, that's not saying that championships won't end up in a round, you know, within the, the top five teams in the country either way. But, um, like, not getting the challenge games, it will be a little bit rusty at the start. But, like, when you get your stick work in, um, like, are you confident enough that the lads will be able to go out mentally wise because there's an awful lot we're talking here in the sports program there's an awful lot behind us here that's going on and we're wondering between jobs working from home has has like has it has it benefited in ways people been lo- more local than we'd say working in Dublin working away
6: i, I yeah i know i know what you mean well first of all to touch on the challenge might you now the last um you know, the last two Sundays, you know, we've had in-house matches, uh, 15 against 15 in Park, Sean, and honest to God, the the standard and quality has been fantastic. You know, it's it's actually, it's really benefited you know, the squad. It's like we, we, we might be a bit different than the footballers this year. We, we've turned the squad around a little, but we brought in maybe eight or nine lads, uh, new lads onto the panel, for example. we brought in three or four young lads and four or five lads uh, have come in now. You wouldn't call them young, but they're not old. You know, the, the likes of uh, James Rooney and, and Lazagat from Manor Hamilton, who you know, haven't been actually been on a county hurling panel before. They've been county football panels and they play senior football and manner and things like that. But these lads are well conditioned and ready. So, you know, the the standard, the overall standard on the panel now has has actually risen immensely from last year. We have lost some key players um through work and different things, like uh for example, Connor Byrne and Zach Marady and and things like that. Just work commitments have taken over, but we have Hopefully, balance that out very well with the eight or nine new young lads that we brought in. Um, have have risen the old overall standard of the squad, which, as you know, makes a big difference because the competition for places now is is outrageous. Like so, um, yeah, there is that. Uh, and the other side of it is, yeah, we have a lot of lads around Leitrim, but we also have quite a number in Dublin still working, teaching, and different things. They're back teaching the last wide so. Uh, it is. It's 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 hard to balance that. Like you know, uh, at tra- traveling up from Dublin up till the centre of excellence and off. Uh, you know, it's it's still a tight span during the week. You know, I know the lads come home at the weekend and and stop. But you know, it's a, still a tight span up and down on a Tuesday night. Like, and and um, but the lads are doing a great gusto. They'd, they'd rather be doing that than sitting at home. Than like they were in February and March. They'd rather be sitting in their car traveling up on their own uh, and and getting out on the field for an hour and hour and a half than. Um, sitting at home, you know, doing the Zoom stuff with, with me on a Tuesday night shouting down a computer at them to go harder and faster, you know. So it's uh okay, it's a balance. You know yourself. It's a balance trying to get the balance right. Uh you know, trying to manage injuries, you know, trying to get in house games and now with a challenge match. It's just we're all trying to build more Sunday week against Louth now and, and it's um it's enjoyable, but you know, it's it's great to be back. There's no other point in saying it. otherwise it's great to be back in the field, you know.
0: Yeah, just to clarify, also, this isn't going out until next Tuesday. know we're we'll recording it before right. the weekend, yeah. so it will be Sunday as people are listening to this. In case people put it off on their calendars for another week, it's the sixteenth. Just to raise any concern, yeah. I you actually you took a question. Uh, I was going to ask you about new arrivals into the into the team. I suppose how do you identify those lads when there hasn't been games to actually watch them? Has it hasn't been a, a scouting thing? Is it maybe uh, going talking to people who have been involved in the game, like yourself, uh, and it's a small group, small family kind of feel hurling in the county? But how do you identify those seven or eight lads to bring them into the squad? Well, least? I
6: suppose um, identifying hurlers and leaps from breath is not that difficult, believe it or not. Uh, if you go to the county final, you will see them all. Uh, so there's no point in... Um, there's no point in uh, beating about the bush with that. Like, there's only the two teams really to pick from, and and uh, Moore and, and Farsi Gartletta are gone. But, uh, you know, I would know everybody that swings a hurling league from anyways, whether they played for Manor or, or Carrick or not. Uh, it's it's not, That I suppose it was getting some, some lads, and, you know, we lost a few, some lads, just trying to encourage them to come on and say, look, we think you're up to the standard, come and train with us. And in and, and fairness, the, the lads that have come in have been fantastic. There's a good few young lads have come through on a. Uh, they've won Celtic Challenges uh, trophies there in the last um, number of years, too. So I would have seen them coming through, and we would have thought these lads have to come onto the county panel now. They, you know, might not be for this year, but, but you know. Next year, if they get in with the squad, with us now, and get the proper training and stuff, uh, you know they're definitely going to be hurlers for the future. And don't get me wrong, the them could be hurlers for now as well, looking at them. So yeah, it, it is. We, we we've changed the squad around with you know, building and the present and mind like that. That's just the way it is. We don't have the luxury of a an under twenty squad or an under seventeen squad with the hurling So we have to try and think ahead and think of now. Uh, look, it's, it's great, you know, it, it, um, the young lads we brought in and the lads that we have brought on, you know, the older lads, or we'll see semi-young lads that we brought in have all...
0: I suppose, Olkin, in terms of the next couple of weekends, three National League fixtures to be played over the next three weekends, starting, as we said, Sunday the 16th, 2pm, at home against Loud. How much can you know about Loud? How much can you know about any team, really, at the moment? Or is it more or less like the club at this level where... You, you know who's going
6: to be there more or less in any squad in any given week? Uh, well, no, the 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 uh, the unpredictability of, of this year, this year in particular, will be very difficult. You don't know, like for example, we haven't brought in um, a, a, a anybody new from outside the county. We haven't brought in anybody uh, that hasn't been there before bar the few lads that are inside our own ranks. But every team at our level is able to bring in you know three players from outside the three players from outside the county, so the likes of Louth could have three lads from Dublin living in Louth uh, playing with Coola or some you know top club team playing with them. We won't know that until the day we come, realistically. It's it's um, you know, Cavan, for example, had a couple of Coola lads playing with them last year, uh, you know, so Fermanagh and ourselves are have, have you know. We we didn't go and get anybody. We, we want to try and promote the holders that we have within the county and try and move them on because at you know my perspective on it would be that if we can make them lads better, they go back to the club and they make other lads better and they inspire young lads to come through right. and lead them, which is what we want as well. We have a couple of outside lads, but they've been there for oh, five or six years. The two the two lads, um, Ben and Cahill, have been there for a lifetime now, so they're practically nationalised leaked from men at this stage anyway and then you have Davey from from uh, you know Davey's always been there too Like so it's um it's definitely a problem that we don't actually know until the day we turn up uh, they could have three ringers brought in and we'll just have to deal with it we might know when we see the team sheet on the day or the morning of or the night before or something that you can always research and, and find out some things like that. but uh, for Manor, different they have always tended to Again, promote within their own county and not really look too much outside the county as well. Uh, um, but they do obviously end up with one or two lads. I think they had a lad from Limerick playing with them last year. He was living in, uh, in the Skillner, uh, somewhere around there, for example, you know, so he was playing with them. But you always had that potential. But yeah, Lucas, you don't know until you get out on the pitch, you don't know really a lot of the time, especially in the league. If we, you get around to the league over you'll find out a lot more, but it's the first round, as always, I suppose you're going to a little bit of new territory every year, you know?
0: Yeah, I suppose, finally, I suppose, this, obviously, the league is ahead of us, uh, the championship there as well, the draw done recently. Uh, your thoughts on the ambitions for the year? Is promotion a realistic target? Uh, what about the, the championship cap, uh, hopes?
6: Uh, look, the championship. You don't know, get into the championship to do anything else. When he won it, roughly. that's that's my attitude. Uh, you know, we went onto the Nicky record last year. We were favourites to be relegated. There was two teams being relegated last year, uh, and um, we didn't. We we played Mayo, and the all Ireland semi-final or the Rackard semi-final. Hurled with them for forty forty-five minutes, but uh, you know, I suppose a little bit of unexperience, a little bit unlucky, uh, conceding a goal and. Head stopped a little bit, and and probably lost the last twenty minutes convincingly. Mayo went up a gear and ran away with it, and her heads went down. But uh, that's something that players will learn from. Um, and they'll be fit to use going forward now. Uh, like they're 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 such a good great bunch of lads to deal with. You know the hurlers, the, the the bounce back, the resilience they have. You know the intelligence they have. You know you, you can. They always want to learn. Like you, you know you you wouldn't have anybody that would think. They know everything. If you take them to one side and you explain something, tell them they listen intently. You know, we have a hurling coach in. uh, He's a top man. And and ourselves and myself and Clive and Alan and the four of us there and and, and Deacon Deacon as well. You know, if you you give them a piece of advice, they take it on board and they try to make themselves better, which which is brilliant, you know, really is very good. Very good to deal with lads like that, that, that want to learn and want to improve and want to make themselves better. And hopefully we got a very tough draw in the championship, you know, if don't get me wrong, at, at, we got Mayo away and Donegal at home, and they were both in the final last year, and Donegal won it, so it, it is a a big ask, but then the prize to beat one of them, to be in a semi-final again, is also massive, so it's um that's the way we'll be looking, we'll be looking to go out and beat Donegal, and looking to go out and beat Mayo on top of that table, and go straight into the semi-final, and uh one that and get onto the final and when you get onto the final you know it's anybody's game then every handles it the best
0: yeah still a lot of hurling ahead of there but it all starts on Sunday in Park, Sean McTierney I think that game is possibly going to be live streamed by Leitrim GA. I don't know if the details of that have been confirmed yet keep an eye on uh, Leitrim GA social media through the week and I'm sure details if it's going to be will be shared on that in due course Olkin
6: thanks for joining us best of luck on What's Sunday no problem lads take it easy
3: now See, see yeah, Well done, and you know, one last word, Donna. It's great to see such passion been shown for a bit of growth within inside the in within the county. It's really no, uh, it's, a, it's a, no. I admire that sort. of I admire it because it's the only way we're going to grow within Leitrim, and grow Leitrim people. Okay. So
6: well done. Oh, Keep going. That's uh, it's it's one of the reasons I took the job. I said it was going to be my policies anyway, one way or the other. I I wasn't going to um try and overlook any of the lads that we have at the end of the day, you know. Uh. So it's it's uh. That's the way it'll be when I'm there. Anyway, D? that's for sure, you know. The, uh, the you. Call. Oh, bother, lads. You take it easy now. Perfect. Yeah. Good luck. Of course, the footballers
0: start their National Football League campaign in Division 4 this Sunday afternoon. They're making the short journey to Markovitz Park to face Sligo, as we mentioned with Aidan Rooney and Colin at the start of the programme. We're joined by the later manager, Terry Hyland now. Uh, Terry, uh, welcome back to the programme in its new guise as the, the Leitrim GA podcast.
7: It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. It was good cool to be with you, lads.
0: Um, you've had six months to kind of get your head around this season. I suppose there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of unknowns in terms of return dates, what the season is going to look like. Now, we've pretty much all of those things, at least in the short term, confirmed. It's Sligo, Sunday afternoon, at 3 o'clock throw-in. You must be delighted just to be back
7: Having games coming lined up in the next yeah, well, yeah look it's good to be back on the pitches and from that interview you were saying about having the last six months to think about it we didn't really have any time to think about it because we didn't know what the future held for us and uh, you know we had the lads doing programs and all that sort of stuff and you know probably lads were starting to weigh in off a little bit on 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 the patient side of things as when or will this ever happen you know and look I think everybody was just delighted to get back out onto a pitch
3: I suppose it is and well, it's great to be back but um... When you have, I suppose, with new players possibly coming in to the panel, um, we don't we don't really know, I suppose, because as long with yourselves that have been involved in managing the intercounty team, we didn't know whether there was going to be any club football, underage football, coming along. Now it has started to open up. Um, the GEA have come out in the last number of days, in the last week, which has given a little bit of hope, and hopefully the numbers will stay level, and that we'll have a summer of football. But is there anything for anybody that that'll be watching coming into a, a new league campaign? And I know it's a North a North League campaign. Um, is there any interesting talent that we want to be kind of looking out that are coming into the panel, or um, from we'd say what was last year? Because I know it was very hard when there wasn't that many club games and nothing happening to date. To, to see anybody playing this year.
7: Well, that's true. Look, but you've probably seen Tom Pryor got a run in, the, in our last game and David Broon and Reardon and lads like that that haven't had probably experience at higher level, you know. And they've been walking away solidly in the last couple of weeks again. They've started to show a little bit of talent and even Donald Casey, you know, Donald picked up a little bit of an injury and he hasn't been fit to partake in training. For the last couple of weeks, we, we, we hope he'll be OK again for the Roscommon game but, or the Sly game, sorry. But th- these young lads are what the future of Leeds from football is about and what we're building towards for Leeds from, on top of the experienced guys that are there.
3: Yeah, it's great. It's great to see it because um, I was at the end of, end of last year, um, we're what are we, 15 months into whatever it is. Well, we know what we're dealing with in regards to the COVID, but um, a lot of us, and quite possibly a lot of your own players for considerable lengths of time we've been working from home now. Has that has that given a little bit of a uh, maybe for over the last number of weeks getting back, has it brought it a little bit easier on players um attending training, um been available? And in regards to I know that that I think I don't know if you had I don't think you'd used the zoom, but the fitness levels for lads coming into a Sligo game because we say we we would have been uh, talking to would moon earlier on and um, he he touched on his son possibly playing with Sligo, um, so we're kind of looking at because it's a few. Fu- it seems to be the future now at the minute of if you want to call it online training and the biggest trust levels between work and playing sport that managers have ever had to show. So how how has it been working for for yourself and Leitrim?
7: And to be fair, I suppose the key word you've used there is trust and that was the main thing that we placed on the t- players. You know, somebody asked me one day about Zoom meetings and I'll do them and maybe I'm just too old for Zoom, but I don't believe that, um, you know, it's like being at any meeting, face to face, one on one, in a group, whatever it is, you have a better feel for what's happening. Zoom meetings are fine and they're a great way to communicate. and as I said, they're a bit like text messages. The bus is going to be there at 8 o'clock. Are you going to show up? And, you know, you know, within a few days when lads get back, have they been training, have they not? And to be fair, the lads, obviously been in a good shift because we've done the testing on them, they come up quite high.
0: Any disappointments um, without naming players? Or, or Are you happy across the board with the, the lads who've come back, the condition they're in?
7: Well, you know, again, you're never going to get 100% of everybody coming back in 100% the way you want them. Uh, you know, shall we say that uh, 98% come back and that's not a bad uh, batting average for for any squad. You're always going to have guys who had little bits of nickels, little bits of injuries. You know, and mentally it was tough to keep going. And when you can't buddy up, perhaps if you're only one guy in from a club, I know some of them used maybe other siblings in the house to help them and that sort of stuff to keep them going when they couldn't get out anybody because, you know, football is a team sport. You know, the training together as a group to play together as a group. You know what I mean? And that isolation of trying to train, you know, it's just not for everybody.
0: Yeah, in terms of I suppose the the preparation for a game like Sunday's clash with Sligo, how much do you know about Sligo? I suppose they didn't play in the championship last year, and so they probably haven't really been together for a long, long time, much longer than all the other
7: counties. How much can yeah, you probably, know about going for them? We did play them in a few challenge matches last year. And, uh, you know what I mean, we would have a little bit of experience. I mean, at the end of the day, I always, such a short run-in time to the competition is poor about ourselves, how we are set up and, you know what I mean, okay, we'll have to do our homework on the opposition and such, but with only four weeks of prep uh, coming in, no challenge match has been allowed, all that sort of stuff. I suppose the focus has to be is how prepared are we on the day when we go out and, you know, they'll be looking at it the same way. After 10 or 15 minutes, you'll not be long finding out what we are set up. You know, if they have any change of system because they have a new management in. Will they be more defensive than they were last year? Will they not? Will they maybe be more attacking mine or not? But you will notice that after 10 or 15 minutes and you have to adjust your own team and your own tactics to match that.
5: Terry,
3: just to come in on that, and I know that last year... We're all crying out in the country for GA games to watch them on television, even if we're sitting on our own in the house. That we couldn't have our friends over, and like that. Um, from from my point of view now, like it's a long time since I played inter county football, but maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's the, the eyes that I'm looking through with COVID. It seemed the quality of football seemed to be the flow of the game seemed to be fantastic last year. On every game that I watched, there was there was there was brilliant football been played. How, how much of an impact do you think the, the crowd has had, psychologically-wise, on the few players that sometimes it does affect in panels?
7: Well, I think... Uh, I, I know you don't wear glasses, but I think they might be slightly tinted if you did. Um, <laughs> you <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure the football was as brilliant and as good as, as, as you did think it might have been. It, look at it. Certainly, uh, you know, football has got more tactics tactically aware than it has used to be you would have found last year, and I presume it's club football you're talking about that teams didn't have as much time maybe to put things together and it looked to be more open, more free flow and more high scoring perhaps that's what the, the audience wants and sometimes that's what the audience gets but you know in the end of the day what teams want to do is they want to win so you can go out and uh, be the most open, free-flowing football team in the country, let it be a club or let it be at inter-county level. But if you end up getting beaten by two points every time you go out, people don't belong forgetting about the open football.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it could
0: also be because people weren't able to actually get into the gym and the, the people who had excelled weren't quite as far ahead as they normally would be at the peak of the season. And um, We just spoke to Oaken Oak Conway about maybe some of the new arrivals into the squad. Is there anyone that we might not have seen in a Leach Jersey before uh,
7: that will feature in this year's league campaign? Or or can you tell us that's ahead of the, the game on Sunday? Well, again, as I said, yeah, you, when the, I named a few of them there. The, you, you possibly will see, like Tom Pryor, as I said, maybe Reardon, you know, David Brown. I don't think, played any league games that's so Maybe he did come on to some of them. You know, uh, Donald Casey come on the championship. They're all new lads. There's in there, Paul Keeney, although he's carrying an injury at the moment. There's another young man that might make it appear. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, The league is going to be over in four weeks' time, and you know, opportunity may or may not arise for that.
3: Yeah, John, it's absolutely. I think everybody, everybody's looking forward to seeing all the games, been shown on the television and or been streamed, whatever the case may be. And I think it was, um, it will bring, to be honest, bringing it into our clubs and our parishes. It, It gives a great lift, Terry, and it gave a great lift getting promoted. Um, and the way that you've you brought on, we'd say, all the younger crew that have come into the panel, and th- the way that they, they conduct themselves, it's fantastic. From we'd say a semi-old sort of a head looking at it from uh, from that level from years ago, it's a totally different game, and we we can talk about what we think. But when it's a totally different game and a young man's game at the minute, and we are all like we're given all the backing. To Leitrim, and hopefully now when we come and briefly probably move on to the little bit of championship talk, we'll be looking forward to that even more.
7: Yeah, well, look at you know you're right. You know what I mean. Uh, you know I've been asked at times about players on in inter-county football. You know, and you know sometimes I would say this, and people might think it a little bit funny if I was. Twenty twenty one or twenty two, would I commit to an inter county panel? I sometimes probably would question, and even though I've been involved in management twenty plus years at inter county level, would I not? Because of the level of commitment that's involved, and you know the amount of time these guys have to put in. And you're rightly said it there about the way they have to conduct themselves, because the GEA world is 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 a funny world. Um, you know, if a young fella. 21, 22 or 28 or 29 decides to go out and drink two bottles of Budweiser on a Saturday night will he be hung from a lamppost on a Sunday by the local GA. He'd let it be a club level or inter-county level whereas yeah. the rugby player the soccer player they also seem to have a different way and, uh, and Africa enjoy the life a little bit more and perhaps we have overstepped the mark a little bit on that and I do feel sorry for the young fellas in on one sense but they have to live their life and they have to get on with it and you know we come across it with We've even seen it, and you know, Antidote, and you've seen it yourselves where guys have decided on a career of maybe been a teacher or something else, so they can play uh, Gaelic football. And, um, you know, perhaps maybe we have pushed them into uh, a certain channel that maybe we shouldn't have pushed them into, or maybe we need to open it up a little bit that there is different lights at the end of the tunnel, not just uh, inter-county football.
0: Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, the, the outlook for the season ahead, obviously, National League, three games over the next three weekends. We uh, have to visit Sligo, but then we have home games against Loud and Antrim, um, and then a semi final, possibly final after that as well. So, a minimum of four games. Leech were going this next two months, maybe with the, the championship semi final as well to come in the 11th of July, I think it was fixed uh, last week. It's. It's about two months of a season up to that point, and then hopefully we'll get a, a kind of final after that. Who knows what the future holds from that point on? Uh, in terms of the expectations, we go into a Division Four champ or league campaign probably as favourites to win it, which is very very new for a from side, and also going into a championship campaign where we expect to play Mayo. I know uh, it was mentioned at the top of the show that we we, we expect to play Mayo. And we probably don't have much hope uh, from the outside of the squad of, of getting past that game. But yet, what, what's the expectation within the
7: squad f- and, and yourself? Well, again, as well, the most important thing, and I've said this probably before, the most important competition for Leitham is the league. You know, and it is a tough league. And you said I didn't know whether we were favors or not favors. All all the teams that come down are usually the favours favorites to try and go back up again. We you know, as regards the geographical draw, we probably threw the the toughest teams in it, but in the end of the day, if you're good enough, you make the progress. And we feel that we need to build on where we were. Like we felt when we played loud last year in the league, we had two last league games left, and that we were quite capable of taking four points of that to survive. And unfortunately, we lost the down game. at tip pipped us, and you we know, were seeing later on the summer probably how good Tip were, you know. And this is where the players need them have to build that back in. see sometimes. You know, you can be playing in Division Four, and you beat yourself down, and people say, "Well, that's as good as you are, or that's as good as you can be." And you know, I've been around a lot of different squads and different times, and you know, there's as much ability in from footballers as there is anywhere else, and it just maybe just that little bit belief factor, and they need to step up. And there is a resilience in them. I can see that from 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 the training for the last couple of weeks. I can see that they've, um, you know, they want to get back up there. I do believe that the time frame for all teams has been far too short to prepare for any competition. Four weeks is not an optimum time to prepare because you will pick up soft tissue injuries when you go back to contact training, which we didn't have before. But as I said, the initial is out. The league is the most important competition. Whatever happens in the championship after that, we've seen for 20-25 minutes last year against Mayo, we're quite capable of competing with them. You know I mean? So it's a matter of how far they can stretch that out against the bigger top teams. And it's no different in the National League we go back, it's the same thing. When you're on top, you have to stretch that period on top please, to make sure that you're dominant at the end of the game and that you're the winner at the end of the game. And players are there, they're quite capable. It is up to suppose, it's us as well as us as manager to make sure that we get it out of them. Yeah, I suppose to finish
0: up, I suppose as I mentioned four for um, 11th of July is, is the Connacht kind of semi-final. I suppose, in theory, that could be the end of the inter-county season. What are your own intentions, I suppose, uh, going into this year in terms of will you be with Leitrim next year? Or would you like to be with Leitrim next year? Have you even thought about that far ahead? Um, or what's the, the medium to long-term plan for yourself?
7: Well, I haven't thought that far ahead. I was asked that question uh, probably in my last league game at Cavan. I'm not too sure if you ever heard the answer that I gave live on radio. So I won't give the same answer here this evening, but maybe if you ask me after that last game, I might do it. Look, but I haven't thought about that. We're just thinking about how we can improve how we can put in a good league campaign and get promotion, because that's the idea that's in it's not. We're not just in to compete. We want to get in and we want to get promoted and get leads and back up where they should be and have a good cut of the championship. We'll worry about what happens after that.
0: Excellent. Well, listen, Terry, thanks very much for joining us. The best of luck on Sunday and the best luck for the, the season ahead. And uh, You know, uh, we'll all be cheering you on from the from the sidelines, hopefully towards the, the championship realistically, from our our sofas and couches, uh, watching the game on whatever streaming platform it's on. Uh, Keep an eye on all the social
3: media platforms uh, for
0: Leetron G8 to find out where it's going to be available.
7: Uh, Terry, thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome,
3: lads. Yeah, well done, Terry. Thank you very much. And the best of luck for the season ahead, okay?
7: Thanks very much.
0: And that brings us to the end of the show. A nice little taste into what's ahead for us in the weeks and months across Pitches in the county and further afield. Derek, uh, you've lost your Leitrim GA podcast virginity here. It's your first night as
3: co-host on the show. Do you enjoy it? Absolutely. Yeah, look at it's gonna be a learning curve. And I think it's probably a learning curve for every a media outlet and person that has to either work through um the this sort of through your computer screen in front of you. Uh, instead of being in a room so look it's something that we we all probably well we need to get used to it in the the medium term anyway and hopefully i'll get a little bit more confident at it and we'll get loads of interesting people on the show and it'd be nice for just and anybody that's that have viewed to to share and to to throw up ideas because we would say for example i was out with the the under fours and fives last night and you're running out of ideas and you look around and you see a four-year-old showing you what they want to do and we done it so look at that's it none of us are are geniuses so it's it's brilliant to be honest great for people to watch and feedback is up constructive criticism as we like to call it um it's always welcome and that's the way i thrive on it anyway so look at it's great we hopefully everybody enjoyed the show
0: you know, we better just correct the mistake we made earlier in the show then you're not the manager of the under fours and fives you're the assistant manager of the
3: fours and fives in Garth you're letting the four-year-old decide what's going to happen at training right. um, to be honest with 42 years of destructive <clears throat> confidence in myself yeah maybe it's safer to stick to the four-year-old
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen uh, as we mentioned earlier we'll have Aiden Rooney with us next week looking at a, at the National League game between ourselves and Slywood and I forward to the, the following weekend we'll also be looking at the hurling and the ladies football In the weeks to come, and it's going to be an exciting year. And we do hope you'll stick around and enjoy us. This uh, website or this podcast is going to be available on the Leitrim GA website, also on the Leitrim Daily platform, and on our new sports brand, which is finalwhistle.ie So you'll pick it up on any one of those three if you click into it. It should be easy to find it on all three, and the social media for all three platforms as well. It's the Leitrim GA podcast. Search for it on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts and follow us on social media. Leitrim GA, obviously, have their own connections. Leitrim Daily as well, our accounts, and the final whistle for the sports stuff. Uh, We'd love to have you around, and uh, we'll be chatting to you. As Derek said, please get in touch. Let us know what you want to cover. If you've got news, if you've got events coming up, if you've got fundraisers that you'd like us to to give a shout-out to, don't hesitate to get in touch. You know where to find us on any of our social media platforms.
6: Talk to you again next week.